Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 188. No eye hath seen, nor tongue declared, nor hath it entered heart of man to know what God hath here prepared for them that love and trust his plan. Hymn number 188. The scriptural selection will now be given by Shahidat from Maryland. I will read from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, for bearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And if so be ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, 
which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth. God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debts. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 147, no, 141. Pardon me. Yeah, 141. If the Lord build not the house, they that labor build in vain. 
Father, may our cornerstone stand four square without a stain. Hymn number 141. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Sunday morning service for August 21st, 2022. We begin each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion, which is a valuable and practical training session in Christian science. If you miss this morning's session, you can find it. Uh, you can find a link to the recording of it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. That class has its own teleconference number, so any child anywhere in the world can participate. If you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, Call the church and we will give you the number. We will be happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We also have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healing and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. 
Our monthly Bible studies will be starting up again on Saturday, September 17th at 10 a.m. Information and study aids will be posted on the church website. So check it out and join us on Saturday, September 17th at 10 a.m. And we have a nursery available for every one of our services for infants and toddlers. So be sure to bring the whole family. Everyone is welcome here, including all of you who are listening and participating from all over the world. We will now have the reading of a testimony from Science and Health, the chapter called Fruitage, which attests to the healing power obtained from studying the Christian Science textbook. That reading will be given this morning by Karen from California. Page 637, Saved from Insanity and Suicide. A few years ago, while under a sense of darkness and despair, caused by ill health and an unhappy home, science and health was loaned me with the request that I should read it. At that time, my daughter was given up by Materia Medica to die of lingering consumption, supposed to have been inherited. My own condition seemed even more alarming as insanity was being manifested and rather than go to an insane asylum, it seemed to me the only thing to do was to commit suicide. Heart trouble, kidney complaint, and continual headaches caused from female trouble were some of the many ailments I had to contend with. My doctor tried to persuade me to undergo an operation as a means of relief but I had submitted to a severe operation 10 years previous and found only additional suffering as a result, so I would not consent. When I began with science and health, I read the chapter on prayer first, and at that time did not suppose it possible for me to remember anything I read, but felt a sweet sense of God's protection and power and a hope that I should at last find him to be what I so much needed, a present help in time of trouble. Before that chapter on prayer was finished, my daughter was downstairs eating three meals a day and daily growing stronger. Before I had finished reading the textbook, she was well but never having heard that the reading of Science and Health healed anyone, it was several months before I gave God the glory. One by one, my many ailments left me, all but the headaches. They were less frequent until at the end of three years, the fear of them was entirely overcome. Neither myself nor my daughter have ever received treatments. But the study of the Bible and science and health, the Christian Science Textbook by Mrs. Eddy, has healed us and keeps us well. 
While Christian science was very new to me, I attended an experience meeting in First Church of Christ Scientists, Chicago. A gentleman told me of an unhappy woman who was about to separate from her husband. This gentleman had asked her if she did not love her husband. She replied, no, when I married him I did, but not now. He told her God made man in his image and likeness and that he is perfect. He said to her, go home and see only God's perfect man. You don't need to love a sinful mortal such as you have been looking upon. The lady followed his advice as he told her there is no separation in divine mind. In a short time, peace and harmony were in her home, and both husband and wife became members of a Christian science church. This testimony was like a message from heaven to me. I had received many benefits from the study of science and health, but it had never dawned upon my darkened consciousness till then how wonderful our God is. I knew what had taken place in that home could take place in my unhappy home, where there was neither rest nor peace. I hopefully took up my cross, and step by step, my burden grew lighter as I journeyed along, realizing the presence of the Christ truth that indeed makes us free. Not all at once did any outward change appear, but at the end of three years, all was peace. All the members of the family attending church together and realizing that there is but one mind. E.J.B. Superior, Wisconsin. The lesson sermon for this morning is found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Mind. The golden text is from Exodus. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. The responsive reading is from Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is wounded and 
and sure fast. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire, and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Craig will now read from the Bible. The Bible, Ecclesiastes. I applied mine heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and the reason of things and to know the wickedness of folly even of foolishness and madness. Lo, this only have I found, that God made man upright. Psalms. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And if there be any wicked way in me, Lead me in the way everlasting. Daniel. All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from the men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagles' feathers, and his nails like birds' claws. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. Psalms 
At the same time, my reason returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and majesty returned unto me. And my counselors and my Lord sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom. And excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth. Jeremiah. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. Isaiah. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. O Lord our God, other lords beside thee have had dominion over us, but by thee only will we make mention of thy name. Therefore thou hast visited and destroyed them, and made all their memories to perish. Luke. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And they arrived at a country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For all time it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. And he break his bands, and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there in a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him 
that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, Return to thine own house and show how great things God have done unto thee. Hebrews For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him whom we have to do. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Romans For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. The first demand of this science is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Therefore, the command means this, Thou shalt have no intelligence no life, no substance, no truth, no love, but that which is spiritual. It should be thoroughly understood that all men have one mind, one God and Father, one life, truth, and love. Having no other gods, turning to no other but the one perfect mind to guide him, man is the likeness of God pure and eternal, having that mind which was also in Christ. God, the great I am, the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-acting, all-wise, all-loving and eternal, principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love, 
all substance intelligence. Gods, the belief that infinite mind is in finite forms. The various theories that hold mind to be a material sense, existing in brain, nerve, matter, suppositious minds or souls, going in and out of matter, erring and mortal. The time has come for a finite conception of the infinite and of a material body as the seat of mind to give place to a diviner sense of intelligence and its manifestations, to the better understanding that science gives of the supreme being or divine principle and idea. The foundation of mortal discord is a false sense of man's origin. To begin rightly is to end rightly. Every concept which seems to begin with the brain begins falsely. Divine mind is the only cause or principle of existence. Cause does not exist in matter, in mortal mind, or in physical forms. Mortals are egotists. They believe themselves to be independent workers, personal authors, and even privileged originators of something which deity would not or could not create. The understanding that the ego is mind and that there is but one mind or intelligence begins at once to destroy the errors of mortal sense and to supply the truth of immortal sense. This understanding makes the body harmonious. It makes the nerves, bones, brain, etc. servants instead of masters. The brain can give no idea of God's man. It can take no cognizance of mind. Matter is not the organ of infinite mind. The human thought must free itself from self-imposed materiality and bondage. It should no longer ask of the head, heart, or lungs, what are man's prospects for life? Mind is not helpless. Intelligence is not mute before non-intelligence. Mind God sends forth the aroma of spirit, the atmosphere of intelligence, the belief that a pulpy substance under the skull is mind, is a mockery of intelligence, a mimicry of mind. The so-called laws of matter are nothing but false beliefs that intelligence and life are present where mind is not. These false beliefs are the procuring cause of all sin and disease. The opposite truth, that intelligence and life are spiritual, never material, destroys sin, sickness, and death. When God heals the sick or the sinning, they should know the great benefit which mind has wrought. They should also know the great delusion of mortal mind 
when it makes them sick or sinful. Many are willing to open the eyes of the people to the power of good resident in divine mind, but they are not so willing to point out the evil in human thought and expose evil's hidden mental ways of accomplishing iniquity. Why this backwardness, since exposure is necessary to ensure the avoidance of the evil? All sin is insanity in different degrees. The Christian scientist, understanding scientifically that all is mind, commences with mental causation, the truth of being, to destroy the error. This corrective is an alterative, reaching to every part of the human system. According to scripture, it searches the joints and marrow, and it restores the harmony of man. Any abnormal condition or derangement of the body is as directly the action of mortal mind as is dementia or insanity. It is recorded that once Jesus asked the name of a disease, a disease which moderns would call dementia, the demon or evil replied that his name was Legion. Thereupon, Jesus cast out the evil, and the insane man was changed and straightway became whole. The scripture seems to import that Jesus caused the evil to be self-seen and so destroyed. The procuring cause and foundation of all sickness is fear, ignorance, or sin. Disease is always induced by a false sense, mentally entertained, not destroyed. Jesus never spoke of disease as dangerous or as difficult to heal. When his students brought to him a case they had failed to heal, he said to them, O faithless generation, implying that the requisite power to heal was in mind. The treatment of insanity is especially interesting. However obstinate the case, it yields more readily than do most diseases to the salutary action of truth, which counteracts error. The arguments to be used in curing insanity are the same as in other diseases, namely the impossibility that matter, brain, can control or derange mind, can suffer or cause suffering. Also, the fact that truth and love will establish a healthy state, guide and govern mortal mind or the thought of the patient, and destroy all error, whether it is called dementia, hatred, or any other discord. Remember, Brain is not mind, matter cannot be sick, and mind is immortal. Mind's control over the universe, including man, is no longer an open question, but is demonstrable science. Controlled by the divine intelligence, man is harmonious and eternal.
We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's sing num hymn number 241. O Spirit, source of light, thy grace is unconfined. Dispel the, the gloomy shades of night, reveal the light of mind. Hymn 241.
Let's sing hymn number 272. Our God shall reign where'er the sun does his successive journeys run. His kingdom stretch from shore to shore till moons shall wax and wane no more. Hymn number 272.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. <clears throat> there is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Amen.